0: Hey, Hope family, welcome to another Hope Daily. Today and Monday, we'll be taking a look at the letter of 1 Peter. In Hope Daily, we won't be talking about 2 Peter, but it's a short letter and you can and should read it. The book of 1 Peter has three main movements after its introduction. Peter first focuses on the new family identity for the Gentile believers, then on their suffering as a witness to Jesus Christ, and finally, how their future hope should inform their present suffering. We'll break it down into two parts. Today, looking at a call to be holy, and then on Monday, looking at the theme of suffering. Did your family growing up have like an unofficial motto? At some point, my dad decided that ours was, howl hands never give up. And I'm guessing this came into fruition sometime after I quit playing guitar. Actually, I'm not sure why or how he came up with it. It applies to him and my brother, Josh, most of all. They are determined to find solutions to problems, and they're willing to learn new skills to do it. At some point, when my brother and his family were living with my parents, my dad was working on something difficult with my nephew, Seth. They were having a rough go of it, and my dad says to Seth, we'll figure it out because we're hal Hands. And what do Halahans Hands do? Seth replied, halahans Hands never give up. He paused for a moment and said, I'm not sure what Rambos do. The Rambos are his other grandparents. It was a funny, cute moment, but it illustrates how identity of a group of people can be defined and informed by what is said about them. Seth knew that he would keep working because, in his mind, that's just what Hallihans do. They figure it out. They keep on working. They don't give up. To this day, he's still always down to learn something new and to figure it out. And yet, this perseverance isn't something he was born with. It was ingrained into him through a motto, through what was said about him. He's a Halahan, and Halahans never give up. All throughout the Old Testament, this dynamic is at play with the people of Israel. Isaiah 43, 1-2 says, But now this is what the Lord says, He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Further back in the Old Testament, back to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 and 7, we read this, For you are a people... Holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were fewest of all peoples. Israel was a chosen people. They were set apart to bear witness to the glory of God to all of the nations. God called them by name and their name informed their identity. Now, Peter picks up on that theme heavily as he writes to Gentile Christians throughout Asia Minor, where God once primarily worked through a people group that formed a nation. From that nation, he has formed for himself a kingdom, including people of all nations who are now to interact with the world as Israel was before the Messiah. Let's hear from Peter. Here's 1 Peter one through 13-19. persons work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear, for you know that it it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And then picking up in chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it, may, by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. And then verses 9 and 10 of chapter 2. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You can see here that just as Israel was not chosen because of their great might or their good works, the church of Christ is chosen by grace and grace alone, redeemed from your empty ways with the precious blood of the Lamb, says Peter. He continues to say that once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy, showing that these are not our works, but instead choices made by God. And while grace is the main mechanism of salvation, that grace should flow out of our works much like the points James was, wor- was making. The grace we have received through faith will translate to works. Peter says to rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. We are in a new family now, and this family is not malicious, deceitful, hypocritical, envious, or slanderous. Just like Hallahan's aren't naturally perseverant, but because of my dad's mantra, he has instilled it in some of us, so too the children of God are not naturally a holy people. But because we are his children, there are things we do, naturally or not. Malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander do come more naturally to us, like giving up when things get difficult. But hal hands don't give up and followers of Jesus don't give themselves over to the desires of their former ignorance. We don't become a holy people by being holy. We become holy because we are called a holy people. Jesus calls us by name and reveals to us who we truly are, or at least who we truly can be, and then we live into that new reality. Who are you? What have you believed to be true about yourself? What does Jesus say about you? Well, He says that you are a part of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of His own possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you. That's who you are, no matter how naturally it comes to you. That's who you are. And there's no need to live as anything else. Thank you, God, that you don't see us as we see ourselves. You don't even see us as we are. You see us as we could be and you call us into that new life. May we follow you out of the darkness and out of our former ignorance into the marvelous light from which you've called us.